This episode of the Music Stuff Show is brought to you by Dupe Loops, your weekly curated drum loop library. If you're writing music, programming beats, or building tracks, dupeloops.com is the place to start. They post 10 new multi-track drum loops on their website every Monday at noon. Each loop is available in stereo and multi-track formats, always fresh, and they are never recycled. And the best part is, every loop is only a dollar. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an additional 10% off of your first purchase when you use the code MUSICSTUFFSHOW at checkout. So visit dupeloops.com, that's D-U-P-E-L-O-O-P-S.com, for 10 new multi-track drum loops per week, every week. On this episode of the Music Stuff Show, we discuss the importance of setting goals. We examine the benefits of quantifying what you want to achieve, why you should never work for free, and we give some concrete examples of how you can set and meet your own milestones and build the career you desire. Please enjoy this episode of the Music Stuff Show, Define Your Goals. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm Tom, and this is Vance with me. What's up? Hello. <laughs> it gets me every time. He keeps trying to hold out. Like I he's, keep, yeah, I keep looking like at him like, ah, he's not going to do it this time. I'm going to do and it. And true to form, we're going to be in episode 927, and he's going to be like, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, Tom. What is up? Did you know when hippos are upset, their sweat turns red? I didn't know that. That is disgusting. Is it blood <laughs> or is what is it? What causes it? I have no idea. Oh, boy. Surface level facts. Yeah. I just want your mind to wander on it. <laughs> Surface could... level facts with advanced fight. Listen, I want you to wonder enough. That you have to go research. I'm pretty sure in, in, in one of the earlier episodes we said, Google and YouTube are your best friend. And now I'm going to have a taste of my own medicine because I'm going to have to know that. I'm just trying to drive the point home for the people. It's, it's working, man. I'm I'm the guinea pig A right here. I'm As soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm going to get <laughs> online and I'm going to look up why hippo sweat turns red. No, just power, man. Man, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Then eventually we're going to have to go on like a safari and watch it happen oh, just to, yeah. to, so we have verifiable evidence that it's the truth. Can I that mean, be a long-term goal? Can we try be. and do a show while we're actually on an excursion? <laughs> like where the whole time we're like, Tom, this is what I think about music. We're going to have to push pause right now because this lion is looking at me. There's going to be like all these roars <laughs> in the background. <laughs> that was supposed to be an elephant. <laughs> it's going to be great. Totally. So what what are we going to talk about this week? Goals. Goals. Have you um have you seen the commercials for Fubo TV? I'd... Fubo Chavez. Oh, they're so good. Oh, it sounds vaguely familiar. It's like short um short dude sitting. He's he's got um like long hair and he's sitting on the sofa with this um like big old redneck guy drinking beer. And he's like, Fubo Chavez here watching American football with my new friend. <laughs> Fubo TV. And then <laughs> he kicks a field goal and he goes, goal. And the guy goes, field goal. And he goes, field goal. <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah. I guess we'll have to put this in the show notes. It is worth a watch. It is marketing <laughs> done correctly, people. Marketing done well. But yeah, so we're going to talk about goals. Um Setting goals is a musician, creator, band, artist, engineer, provider, 
whatever you do, you got to set goals. You do. The, uh, man, creative people, God bless you. I say this is one of them. <laughs> but it, you get so caught up in the head, man. People get so, such a grandiose idea, vision in their head, which as creative people is cool because it pushes bounds, but it also uh, can induce fear, can put a weight on you. Mm-hmm. And so I've been guilty of that. The sure. fastest way to combat that is to put something quantifiable in front of it that because if you don't know, like, let's say if I came to you and you were like, my goal is to make it. I can't count the number of times I've heard that (laughs) in my musical career. Yeah. yeah. You talk to other bands and stuff. They're like, yeah, man, we're trying to make it. What does that mean? What does that mean? What's what's the quantifiable data to prove when you have made it? Because here's the thing. That, there are a lot of right answers as long as you know what that is. What your right answer is. Exactly. Yeah. Because let's say you are listening and you're a person you have a career you actually own your own business or whatever and you just love music so you genuinely just want to do it on your weekends and put stuff out like that's cool know that yeah or you know if you're trying to be a songwriter and getting songs placed and you know you have a certain show that you're like ah oh, this would be it if it could make it into Grey's Anatomy I don't even know if Grey's Anatomy is still on. I never watched it. It's probably on Netflix at least. So. First thing that came to my mind. Counts. Uh, you know, or if you're a <laughs> band, I feel like bands are the, the greatest culprits of this, but like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, do you want to pay your bills? Yeah. Like, no effects still tours and pays their bills and they're still completely independent. Yeah. Is your goal to be, you know, a weekend Justin Timberlake, you know, and, Taylor and if Swift? You're, if you're a band too, when you're done listening to this episode, you need to make sure that all y'all are on the same page. Facts. You can't have one person in your band mm. saying, I want to be on Rolling Stone, and the other person saying, I just want to make 30 grand a year mm. and expect for those two to coincide and y'all not to get into a fight at 1 a.m. when you're leaving a show. Or, even if that is the case, you don't need to be a band. You need to switch to a rev share agreement. There you go. That we can talk about in a different episode. Yeah. Or you can hop on Google University and figure out what that is. Boom. But I couldn't possibly agree more that at least establish a common understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But that is the point. Like, whichever one of those there is, there's steps to get there. And yeah. that can be a whole lot of things. Uh you could say that you want to go on tour. That's also can be super grandiose. And a lot of times people don't give them enough time. Like, what does that mean? Do you want to tour the region? Are you trying to tour the U.S.? Are you trying to do five dates? Are you trying to be a weekend warrior? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to do 150 shows, you know, this year? The first band yeah. that I toured in, like, we did 150 shows, like, predominantly weekend warrioring yeah but there's all these options but if you don't actually know what you're trying to get to you can't get any closer because then it's still just an idea and dancing around in your head and there's too much stuff that you can get busy thinking about Mm. that doesn't matter yeah because it's it is easy to get lost in the in the high level idea, the high level vision, you know, mm-hmm. you lay, you lay in bed at night and you think one day I'll, you know, I'll be on the stage with the lights and 
and the big crowd, and none of that has any number attached to it. Mm-hmm. it you know, what's a big crowd? What does that even mean? What do the lights mean? Is it one spotlight? Is it a thousand colored lights? Is it LED walls? What, you know. Yeah. So you have you have this idea that drives you, this dream that drives you. And you know, a lot of I'm sure a lot of people listening have, you know, since they were a child have dreamt of of that kind of dream: the stage, the lights, and the song, and the music, or being in the studio and how it feels, and, and picturing that moment. You know, I, I've had those moments myself of seeing try feeling like I can almost see into the future of like man one day it's going to happen one day this is going to happen mm-hmm. and some of those moments have come true and it's been amazing when you're in that moment to be like oh my god this is it but and those those are the things that are are in the distance that help drive you it's gas in your tank it's good stuff but it's important to have some to keep this metaphor alive, it's important to have some street signs and some mile markers to make sure that you are headed in the right direction and that you're making progress. Those, that's important. You need to – if because if you're – you could be on a road and you could be driving 60 miles an hour, but if you're not going in the right direction, you're never going to get to what you're trying to get to. It's true. You're just wasting time. Yeah. It, it allows you a couple of things when you have a specific goal. Number one, it gives you a lens to look through. Mm-hmm. That anytime you hit a crossroads that you are trying to make a decision of whether that's should we spend this money, should we hire this producer, should we do whatever, fill in the blank. Yeah. You're able to go back to that original goal and ask yourself the question, does this get me closer to our goal, our true north of what we're shooting for? And if the answer is yes, it's an easy choice. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's worthwhile. This makes sense to do. But if you come back and you're like, honestly, this doesn't actually get us closer to what that goal was. Mm-hmm. Save your money. Try a different <laughs> route. Do something different. Another thing that it allows you is, you know, odds are along this journey towards these goals, there's a lot of things you don't know, which is part of life. It's part of a yep. journey. Yep. But by knowing what the goal is, it allows you to ask the right questions. Amen. Yeah. And I think people yeah. severely undervalue the power of asking questions, especially in entertainment and all of that stuff. Like everybody's trying to always put their best face on and, you know, make sure that everybody knows mm-hmm. how dope their life is and <laughs> yeah. how much they're killing it and whatever. But if we can put a little bit of that aside, you know, have a little transparency, a little sincerity, you know, people want to see other people succeed. Yeah. Uh and if people don't want to see other people succeed, it's not people I want to hang out with. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yeah, I ain't got for time for sure. that. You know, there's honestly yeah. too many people in the world that have a better heart than that. That it's just not worth the time and energy. But if you can ask the right questions, you can always be making progress. Yeah, I, I also think that having a, a quantifiable, specific goal will help eliminate distraction. I think that's probably more of a different way of saying what you 100%. just said. But um, I think that especially in music, mm-hmm. when when we get into it and we get excited by the lights and the glamour and the and the goal, and, uh, not the goals, but the dreams, and, and you think, yeah, I'm going to be a superstar, or, you know, I'm going to write a hit or whatever. It's easy to get caught up in that and, and the romance of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that when you, when you do have those career changing opportunities potentially or you happen to meet somebody who might make a positive impact impact on your business you can eliminate the opportunity to be distracted by the things that don't serve you and your product and your craft 
So if somebody says, hey, if, if you have a goal to play uh, 50 shows in a year and you have a goal to make $50,000 that year, let's just say that's your goal. Mm-hmm. And you're only going to make money. This is, this is a, uh, not a, a, a realistic scenario, but you're only making money off of your show, so you have to make $1,000 a show. Mm-hmm. And somebody comes to you and says, hey, will you play at such and such? We can't pay you, but it's great exposure. You can say no. Absolutely not, because you that, got bills to pay. Yeah, that that doesn't fit into <laughs> the goal that I have. <laughs> you got bills to pay. Uh, yeah, that doesn't fit into the goal that I have. My goal is to play 50 shows and make 50 grand. I have to make a thousand each. So if, unless you're going to pay me a thousand dollars, I ain't going to be there. Yep. And that's an easy yes or no question for you rather than saying, well, I don't know what we're going to do this year. So we'll just kind of take anything. Yeah. And I mean, there's always exceptions. Let's say you get one crazy gig and, oh, you made several thousand dollars. So you covered a couple shows and yeah. then you found out about this charity thing that you just want to help because it's a nonprofit. Like good karma is great. Like totally support all those things, but it empowers you to make those choices versus, you know, the first five people come to you and they're like, oh, there's exposure, there's exposure. And you're just mm. going with it because you're like, I got 45 more to make all this money in. Yeah. Well, if you constantly pay for free, like no one's going to pay you to do the same thing that right. they heard four other people tell them was free. Right. <laughs> yeah. You you have <laughs> playing for free is something that I would, want, I would love to spend a lot of time on. Uh, we'll spend a little bit of time on it right now. <laughs> Don't ever, ever play for free. Never. <laughs> It is – you like – you're not only hurting yourself when you play for free. You're hurting the community that you work in mm. because you are making the customer, the consumer believe that it is okay, that it is normal and expected for musicians to play for free. Mm. You're just wrecking it for everybody. Don't play for free. When We take it for granted as, as creators and, and creative people that – it's you know we make stuff we create art we we make music of course yeah it's we take we take for granted how special that is and how cool that is there are a ton of people out there who don't have a musical bone in their body and so they think that what you do as a musician is incredible you're like a wizard to them but it has no value monetarily if you don't assign value to it they don't understand how to do it so they don't understand how to add how to how to cultivate the value around that financially you have to be the one to dictate that it does have financial value and that your time just as importantly as your talent has financial value don't play for free ever 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 get something out of it i'd like for you even if it's food next time you get your teeth clean to let your dentist know <laughs> that he was cleaning for exposure. Yeah. Because of how great your smile is. Right, exactly. And the amount of people that are going to see it. <laughs> right. Now, I, dude, bro, do you understand? <laughs> I smile every day. <laughs> I and, and I see a lot of people and I smile at them and they all see my teeth. So this is great exposure for you. Try, yeah, try that and see how that goes over. Aside from the internal part and the just collective musical community, uh, pretty sure Chase Jarvis amazing photographer. He owns uh, Creative Livers, one of the founding partners, uh, mm-hmm. educates people on creative things. Uh, amazing dude. Check out his stuff. We'll link him in the show notes. But he, I think, describes it really well. And again, is talking to photographers, but applies to everybody. And he tells him, he's like, 
if you do something for free or for a little bit of money, like I'm not a photographer, but whatever, let's say that you uh, charge $2,500 for whatever kind of shoot that you're doing and you know, you agree to do that for 500 bucks for somebody because they're like, oh, we just don't have the budget. They, the next time that they actually have $2,500 are not going to come to you because they bought you for 500 bucks. Yeah. They're going to go buy the person that it's like, oh, now we have the budget. Well, obviously, like they're just kind of trying to get there. Like they're going to get the person that's actually the $2,500 photographer. And the same thing applies to music. Like you got to stick to your guns at a certain point and assert that you have the value and value your time more than the vanity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it sucks to say no to things, but at a certain point, like it's not bettering and getting closer to the goal. So sometimes you just got to walk away. And this is, again, this is all built on the foundation of consistent quality content. You got to be good to charge. Mm. Like if you suck real bad, (laughs) <laughs> first of all, nobody's probably going to hire you anyway, but if you do, then keep practicing and get better yeah. and then you can charge. But uh, so this doesn't apply to like, if you are just starting out and your buddy's having a birthday party and they want to set up some speakers and have you come play some songs, you've never done a show. Absolutely. Go do that. Make sure you get some beer out of the deal or make sure you get some food out of the deal. That's all I'm saying. Or even the bartering system. I'm a fan of that. Like there's certain people that I really buy into what they do that you know can be worthwhile to me personally like yeah to me if it's like oh this saves me time energy or money by them giving me their service and i'm giving them a service that i enjoy doing anyway and everybody's a win-win and maybe Mm -hmm. i would have taken that money that they paid me to then go spend it totally to fulfill these same things like that to me is a fair Mm -hmm. exchange of sorts yeah but no don't ever do it for free no and and one more uh, addition to this point, and we'll get back to setting goals, but I said you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting the community that you work in. And, and what that means is if you go and do something for free, let's just assume you're good at what you do and you've got a good business and you go and do something for free. Uh, and then that person who hired you wants to hire somebody else after you. And they're equally as good, equally as uh, – productive uh, of a business and they come along and they say, uh, will you, will you play the show after them? And the person says, yeah, it's 500 bucks. And they said, well, so-and-so before you did it for free, that is how you hurt the community that you work in. Because now the person after you has to have a negotiation about why they deserve to get paid for their time and for their effort and for their talent. When in reality, you should have charged five hundred dollars in the first place, and then they charge five hundred dollars, and everybody wins. And on top of that, <laughs> to even further drive the nail home, the musical community is a small community. Yeah. And if you're the person that's screwing it up for the rest of us, trying to live our lives and do our job and pay our bills, you're not actually going to jump to that next level because no one's going to let you in. No. no one's going to call you and be like, oh, man, he was great even though he was doing it for free. They're going to be like, wait. Isn't that the D-bag who was undercutting all of us for so long? <laughs> like, yeah, no, nah, keep him no out. No one's letting you in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play for free. So goals. So goals. Back to goals. Mm. Um, I think I think a couple of things that are important to talk about when it comes to goals is 
They need to be quantifiable. We keep saying that, but you need to have a way to check the box next to it. Did I do this or did I not do this? That's an important part. That's what separates a goal from a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, goals can change. Mm-hmm. Goals can change. Like if you if you set a goal at the beginning of the year and you say, I want to play 100 shows and June rolls around and you've played 75 and you go, well, man, I think we can, I think we can do 120 this year. Mm-hmm. Change that goal to 120 if, if you think it's suitable and that's what you want to do. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You're not married to that goal set in stone for 365 days. It's true. Also, I think a goal is not real if it doesn't have a date. Yeah, that's a great point. Totally. If if your goal doesn't have a date, it's too big. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to tell me, oh, there's no way for me to put a tangible date on this. It's too big of a goal and you need to break it down. That can be a long-term goal and that can still like hang above your door. You know, you can look at it every day and make sure that you are constantly moving that. But that is not a tangible, quantifiable goal if you can't put a date on it. Yeah. What what uh what happens if you set a goal and you don't hit it within that date? Because that's definitely something that happens on a regular basis to a lot of people. I mean, I think you just reevaluate, like, yeah, because you're only hurting yourself. There, uh, man, I don't remember who made this reference. So whoever said it, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not my own. Um, and it was in relation to like New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, the popular one, everybody wants to lose weight or whatever. If you say, I want to lose 10 pounds this month. Yep. If you lose seven pounds, you're not stoked. Even though you made tremendous progress in the right direction towards mm-hmm. what you're reaching for. Uh, if you said your goal was to lose five pounds, but then in that same month you lost seven pounds, you're going to be so hyped because you not only met your goal, mm-hmm. you crushed it. Yeah. So I guess the real thing is to whatever that goal is, make it seem so stupid easy that you're like a monkey could mm-hmm. like achieve this. <clears throat> because I do think with the shifting goals, like if your priorities change, that's one thing. You can always adapt based on that. I think if you are going to be changing goals or you know it should be going up not lower mm-hmm. like you should always start at the lowest and be like oh that was way easier than i thought i can do more and then bump it up a little and then if you start crushing that be like oh sweet yeah i can totally do this too this isn't as scary as i thought this is totally attainable you can bump it up a little bit more but always keeping it in the perspective of something that almost seems too easy yeah because the value it provides like to your mental state and just the mental reward of like, I achieved this, even yeah. if it seems super small. Checking that box really fuels the fire. It feels good. It pushes you harder. Yeah. I, th- I think having multiple goals, ha- I think having those, that, that type of goal system that you were just describing mm-hmm. is absolutely critical. I also think it's a, a good idea to have a big scary goal yeah that that you may not hit but it's it's um it's an extension or a or a big old uh milestone along the path of the goals leading to it yeah um because if you have a 
if you have, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars as your goal. And then you have a, you know, a goal every month that leads up to that of, you know, however much you need to make and, mm-hmm. or however many shows you need to play to get that or t-shirts you need to sell or whatever streams you need to have. Um, you're checking those boxes along the way mm-hmm. with, and so the goal isn't just hundred thousand dollars. The goal is 10 t-shirts this mm-hmm. month and 20 streams or whatever. And 20 streams wouldn't get you anything, but um, <laughs> financially point zero 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 one seven cents. They literally wouldn't be worth the check it's printed on. Um, so, but whatever that is, you have those actual quantifiable goals along the way. But I think it's important to to take the dream, I guess, sort of, and and make that a goal, a big a big old goal. But then come back and top down it to where you are now and, and figure out the steps to get there. Would it be fair to say start with your huge in like purest passion goal and break that down into phases? Yes. So yes. that you still see the true north in the far distance, but then taking phase one and then breaking phase one into something completely quantifiable that you can check off in a box, you can check off on a date, make sure that you're constantly on track. Because mm-hmm. that's the other power of a date is that if you give yourself six months to do something, you're like, oh, okay, this was a busy month. Like you can constantly adjust and adapt and be like, sweet, yeah. now I need to make sure that I carve out an extra day in month two because I didn't have as much time. Yeah. You know, because my mom's birthday came up and it turns out I had to go out of town and celebrate her and it leaves yourself some room. But if you can constantly adapt, you can keep yourself on track. Right. And constantly be moving towards that huge end goal. And as long as you can accept the patience of like, oh, this isn't a tomorrow thing. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people are like so hyped up on it's got to happen. It looks like overnight and it's like a played out cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway, like just in case people haven't heard it enough, like everybody's a 10 year overnight success. (laughs) Like just because they just blew up, they didn't just start, you know? There's like a one in a billion exception to that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been grinding for like the last 10 years, making tracks in their bedroom. <laughs> like yeah, every band that you've ever seen has been in like 18 other bands that they've been in since high school. Yep. Trying to work their way up the grind. And then they finally found the right group of folks and made the right songs and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But they just stayed on it for the past 10, 15, sometimes 20, like whatever it takes. Yeah, never gave up. You know, but by clarifying that, it allows you to A, feel some little wins along the way so you don't feel like everything is just never working out. It allows you to see progress because when you do that, like if you do goals for a year, you come back next January, you're like, man. You know, it didn't feel like I was doing a lot, mm-hmm. but by God, I'm farther than where I was when I started. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that. Yeah. It, be- it becomes less daunting when you break it down. You mm-hmm. make it into phases. Like, say you want to do a hundred beats a year and let's just assume you take two weeks off. Like pretty much everybody does. So 50 weeks, it's two beats a week, mm-hmm. right? So every Sunday night, you have to make two beats coming up before the next Sunday. Which means every Sunday you can sit down and you can look at your calendar. You can say, when am I going to sit down for however many hours it takes me? Say it takes me three hours to make a beat. I got six hours this week I got to allocate to make beats. Mm -hmm. Where is that going to fit in? It may be from midnight to 3 a.m. one Mm -hmm. day, whatever it is. But you can sit there every Sunday and you can say, this is when I'm making beats this week. And it doesn't have to be the same every week. Say you work a job where you get scheduled Mm -hmm. and your schedule changes. Fine. 
you can get that schedule. And then the day you get that schedule, you make your schedule on top of that from when you're going to make your two beats that week. And next thing you know, 52 weeks have gone by and you've made a hundred beats. Mm-hmm. And then when on January 1st, you're like, man, a hundred beats, that's a lot. You can look back and say, man, it really wasn't, it was just, just actionable every day mm-hmm. being consistent, consistent quality content. Yep. Again and again and again. Well, and the beauty of that too, and people forget this part that I think that's a super attainable goal if you're a beat maker. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. if you're listening, is something <laughs> worth writing down. Yeah. Make a uh, hundred beats this year. <laughs> but outside of that, your workflow is going to be so freaking gangster next year. Oh, yeah, dude. Because that's the part people think of, like, anything you're creating in music, even if you've played an instrument, like, once you get to the mixing, producing stage, like, let's say that part's new to you. It's like learning a new language. And even mm-hmm. though you understand some of the characters and you might have heard a word or two before you still have to like get acquainted with Pro Tools or Logic or Ableton or whatever you use. Yeah. And like feel at home in that. But if you just put in the time and be like, cool, maybe all 100 of these are never going to end up live for other people, but I'm going to stay on and I'm going to do these 100 beats, you know, and a handful of them are going to be fire and I'm going to use them for tracks or give them to somebody else for tracks or collab or whatever. If you put in that much time every single week on the creation process, your workflow is going to be so insane yeah. that by next year when you sit down and anytime you go in a room with somebody, it doesn't matter your studio, somebody else's, you like decide to write with somebody, bring somebody in, do a track together. They're going to be like, hot damn, bro. Like, Yeah. You're you, going to be efficient as hell. You're going to be a wizard. Yeah. And it's going to come second nature because you're not going to have to think about it. Yep. You're just going to be able to focus on like, the song you hear in your head or the beat you hear in your head and just create. You you have now created systems for success without even trying to. It's a it's a natural byproduct of setting those attainable goals, those stepping stones along the way. You've now got a, a system. You've got several systems in place that further guarantee your success at your craft, which is killer. <laughs> <laughs> An accidental succeeding system is sign me up pushes nerd glasses up nose and honestly on that note like if you are in any form of song creation process whether you're a songwriter whether you are a guitarist whatever kind of musician like a goal like that even if it's not a song that ever makes it to the rest of the world like if you're a band like even break that down further like a song a week, like you guys mm-hmm. get together, you know, you rehearse and let's say you guys rehearse for four hours every week. Cause that's just like when you get it in, like throw another hour or cut an hour out of rehearsal that you're like, cool, we write for an hour and we make a song in an hour. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect, but we're writing a song every single time. Number one, like if it's good and you're hyped on it, like you'll come back to it later in the week. Like, yeah, it'll get done. Yeah, the first time it's probably really going to suck. But if but- you start doing that, the flow you guys are going to get into collectively of mm-hmm. your songwriting process and being able to like feel comfortable in that if you take the pressure of like, oh, this has to be radio ready in an hour. No, like just get ideas out there. Let that flow, let like your creative state happen mm-hmm. and get into that system. Yeah. You will be slaying a year from now. Yeah. Got to stay consistent with it. That's that's the ticket too is was with these smaller goals 
the if if you're good at what you do and you've got good taste and you know what sounds good, you know what looks good, you're not going to be happy with the first few times. You're not. It's going to be crap. You're not going to be proud of it. You're going to have to put it out anyway because Vance and Tom said so. That's right. Um, but eventually you're going to get to the point where, you know what? It does sound pretty good. It does look pretty good. I'm getting pretty good at this. I'm getting better. But you have to stay with it even when it sucks. Like, And you're going to look back like you're going to come back a year from now and you're going to look at the first thing you can put out and you're going to run your hands through your hair and you're going to go, oh, guys, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. But somebody out there might actually dig it. It's true. Somebody might like it. And even if they don't like that one, they're going to look at number 100 and then they're going to go back and look at zero and they're not going to go, oh, God, it's terrible. They're going to go, holy crap, this person stuck with this and look how much progress they made. I'm inspired. Mm. I can do that. And now you don't have just a fan. You have somebody who is engaged who wants to be inspired by you. Now you're spreading love. That's a good thing. 100%. And also, too, like along with this, that requires songwriting, beat making, producing. Mm-hmm. What, who am I forgetting? Uh, playing your instrument. Like, yeah. Writing songs as a band. All of these things are skills. Yeah. This is not some magical thing that like, oh, when I like feel in this sort of state, it like magically comes to me. If you can only write intoxicated, high, like there's no judgment on lifestyles. But if you're the kind of person that's like, I can only do this if I'm in this state or if I'm in this environment, you're not really a songwriter. Like you're a person that gets lucky. (laughs) Truthfully. Like, yeah, it's true. If you like, Oh man, like once every six months at 4am, like it kind of comes to me. Like I don't care about your lifestyle. I don't care what time of day, like night hour, early out, like whatever. That doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. But if you can't constantly do that on a consistent basis, it's never going to be your job. Yeah. It's an, it's a happy accident. It's not a skill. Like you got lucky that one time and it ended up sounding cool. And you had some friends that were into it. Like, that's not mm-hmm. something that you can replicate consistently. And just like any skill, it's it doesn't happen by accident either. You can't just you can't just pick it up one day and write a hit. It comes from working at it every single day and getting marginally better every single day. Sometimes not even noticeably. You you probably won't notice it until you take a look back a year from now or whatever. But you've got to like I don't know how to rebuild a car engine. (laughs) I don't. I can't go out into the garage right now and pick up some tools and tear my engine apart and put it back together. Mm -hmm. Don't know how to do it. But if I spent the next 365 days working on car engines, I guarantee you that by the end of the year, I could figure it out. 100%. Same thing when it comes to writing, mixing, playing your instrument, whatever. Absolutely. Practice, practice, practice. Like, Write rhymes on your notepad and your phone while you're riding in the car. Like the first ones are going to suck. I I can't stress that enough. No matter what you're doing, if you're starting out, the first iteration is going to suck. And if it doesn't, that means you didn't put it out early enough. Yeah. And I think also to, to not take for granted the fact of the community that Tom and I live in, that for the people that aren't in the Nashville world or the LA world or the New York world that, yeah is kind of engulfed in it all the time. You know, songwriters and the people that write the biggest songs you've ever heard 
didn't write one song. No, they have 50 other ones you'll never hear for that one song that's a hit. Every single Every time. time that, you know, a huge artist that you listen to on the radio, see all over the world, puts out an album, they picked from 100 songs, mm-hmm. at least. Totally. That, that they the chose truth. the best 10 of the 100 or 150 that they wrote, and they put the best 10 out there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not an accident. I think sometimes people put a lot of pressure. It's like, oh, I wrote this down, so this has to be great. No, write because you love to write. Like, yeah, write because you love to tell a story and continue to tell stories and learn how to tell stories better that can communicate to other people. Yep. And that continued practice, that continued investing the time, you will get better as a storyteller. Yeah. And therefore end up writing better songs. And let's be honest, no matter what you do in music or or the arts in general you're telling a story everything i mean that that could be an episode in and of itself probably right will be <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably will be um but yeah you just you're going to get better as a as a storyteller like Vance said that's just i, I can't say it any better nailed it <laughs> <laughs> nailed it nailed it um so yes yeah, i mean set goals set your big one set your one that's that's terrifying um and then set actionable milestones to get there. If you're feeling real ballsy, I dare you to tweet at me or Tom. Send us your goals. I'll put it on my calendar. There we go. And I will literally hit you up and find out where you are along the journey. I like it. I do this to so many people. No one ever believes me. It's hilarious. I have... So many friends that are like, oh, I want to start this. I'm like, cool, what day is it launching? <laughs> and they're like, uh, I, 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 maybe sometime in March. Yeah. Uh, cool, what day? Well, I need to look at the calendar. That's awesome, There's man. I got the calendar, calendar right, here. right here. Let me pull this out. What day of the week are you trying to launch it on? Uh, I mean, I think a Monday. Sweet. Well, we got three to choose from. You got the 12th and 19th. <laughs> yep. And the number of friends that I have that I forced that. But I've never had anybody come back and be like, man, you know what? I'm super pissed that you did that and yeah. you hurt me getting close to my goals. <laughs> it's never happened to me once. Dude, I like that. I, I like that. So tweet at Vance at Vance Fight. Or V-A-N-C-E-F-I-T-E. Or me at Tom Dupree the third, T-O-M-D-U-P-R-E-E-I-I-I. They'll be in the show notes if yep, you forgot. That'll be in the show notes. Or you can get at us at Music Stuff Show. Uh, that's on everything. Everything. Too. Just get in touch with us. Tell us what your goals are. Put them together. I think a hundred of anything a year, honestly, is good. A hundred videos, a hundred beats, a hundred songs, something like that. I've, if I've, you're feeling not quite as ambitious, fifty, one a week, you know, yeah. something like that. I something think is a strong place to start. And and uh, and we'll check in with you. Well, we will we will create a specific calendar, and we will put every single one of those on there, and we will follow up with each of you about your goals. Hundred percent. Yeah, because. As as musicians ourselves, this is one of the hardest things I know that I've struggled with. Um, it's a, it's a tough thing for some reason. Being a creative person doesn't lend itself well to to data, <laughs> to numbers, <laughs> to creative to actually, people are scared of numbers. Yeah, to keeping track of stuff. It's a, it's a lot safer to sit in the man. I'm just kind of going with the flow, doing the thing space than it is to say. I'm doing 50 and if I don't hit 50, everybody's going to know about it because you don't, because you you only want people to know about your wins on social media and stuff like that. You don't want anybody to know about your losses. Well, we're telling you 
put it all on display and you will win more often. Music stuff show, bringing transparency. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Well, got anything else? I think that was the point. Do you want another random fact before we leave? I think one more random fact would suit me just fine. Because I know that one was short today. Yeah. Uh, Wait for it. Oh, I had another good one. Um, Did you know (laughs) if you lift a kangaroo's tail off the ground, it can't hop? What? That I did not know either. That's two, two stumps for me today. And on that, guys, we'll see you next Thursday. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening to the show today. As always, you can find show notes and links from our episode on our website at themusicstuffshow.com. Also, please, please, please uh, connect with us if there's ever any questions, any ways that we can help. You can find us all over social media at Music Stuff Show. You can also find myself and Tom personally all over the interwebs. I am at V-A-N-C-E-F-I-T-E and Tom is at T-O-M-D-U-P-R-E-E-I-I-I. All over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to connect, uh, The show is here for you, so any way that we can make your life a little bit better and get you closer to your dreams of your career in the music industry, we want to be a part of. We'll see you guys next Thursday.